That's the podcast coach for November 12th, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. And there it is. We're off. We're running. Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. We are here every Saturday, sometimes on different platforms. But if you always go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, you will find us unless we don't have a show and Dave forgot to put up a note. Oops. We'll talk about that. And uh, but uh, yeah, so we, we are here. If you got a question, this is the place to do it. Uh, I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting dot com. And that guy right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from the average guy dot TV. Jim, how's it going, buddy? <clears throat> Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Good to be back. Uh, yeah. About a seven week kind of mess in my schedule just to make us the podcast because we didn't we didn't do it last week right you, you took it off no and were... here's here's the thing i'm i'm behind on releasing the show it's always a week behind anyway but if you then get a week behind you're actually two weeks behind and we announced in the show that there's no show next week that is yet to be published yes, so i, I saw on facebook people were like hey what's wait is going to smile time is he and i was like oh shame on me because i was at um dc podfest last week which was uh, yeah. a lot of fun, actually. Right They're probably. Uh, I thought. I thought. Oh, he must have canceled the show. Hey, before we get started, before I forget, Happy Veterans Day to all our veterans yes. out there here in the United States, at least, and uh, we appreciate your service. I'm surprised there's no like Veterans Day sale or something because I think there, I think there is. There it's is. Not a, it's not as big of a deal. Yeah, because I just I've seen a few. I know. I woke up and like all of a sudden everybody like I uh, Mike Dell put a picture of himself. Uh, you know, everybody, Rob had one, Rob Kearns, um, Jared Easley, a bunch of people that uh, were posting their, you know, their, their kind of their high school book yeah. photo of when you're in the service, which is, uh, different when you're skinny. Yeah. And <laughs> those are all mine, right? I'm super skinny and it's like, Whoa, how did I ever, how was I ever that skinny? But my son is a Marine now. And so we, we make a big deal about him in, in active duty. So again, thanks for your service. We appreciate it. But um, yeah, DC PodFest was a little bigger than PodCamp Pittsburgh. But I got to tell you, you know, we've been to uh, obviously the the granddaddy is uh, now podcast movement. Um, that's a huge event. And then you had PodFest last year, which was a couple hundred people. And this was probably somewhere between 100 and 150. So it was, a, it was an intimate, as we like to say, event, a little bigger than um Oh, the one in Philly, which I can never remember, Podcast Mid-Atlantic. But I got to tell you, in terms of well-planned, and here's the key, you got to have a moderator that keeps people on point. And not that that Podcast Movement doesn't, they do as well. But I've seen little ones that kind of, because they're little, yeah. and, and this place was like, just bam, next, next, next. And it was cool because she did let people, in some cases, run over their time but always cut them off in time to switch people out. So it was really, really cool. And a lot of really cool people and um, a lot of fun. So that was, uh, I, I love those little intimate. Any, any new or any, uh, any tidbits of anything you learned there that you didn't know before? I mean, I think that's key as people go to these conferences as they're looking for something new, anything you pull out of there. Yeah, there was one. Well, first of all, the cool phrase, I'm a digital influencer. Mm. And I was like, Ooh, I like that. Sounds a little cooler than I'm a podcast. I'm a digital influencer. I uh, think you talked about that on, um, on the on school, school podcasting. <laughs> and then there was a, um, there's a, a kind of, I'm, I'm searching through, uh, Evernote as we speak. Um, there's a, another kind of Skype recorder because everybody 
and their brother has said, hey, Pamela updated again and it's broken. And I want to say it was something like Malto or something with an M and I cannot find it. I had notes from from that, but I can't find it. But that was that. And uh, it's a lot of people are going to the um, free Skype recorder, which I've actually used a ton. I've done a ton of interviews in the past uh, week. I mean, like every night I'm banging out two or three for a project I'm working on a Malto. Thank you. Uh, a M O L T O. And I don't think it's free, but I've, you know, I think they're all kind of in the same boat that they all kind of do the same thing. I think a Malto will record your video as well. And, uh, but I've been, um, uh, Kim from, uh, Toastmasters 101 turned me on to, um, MP3 Skype recorder and there's a free version and it does pretty much everything you want it to do. You can record it 44, one, 128 kilobits per second stereo MP3. That's the only thing I don't like about it is you don't record as a, as a wave file, but it's completely usable as a, um, as a backup. And, uh, I'm trying to find, here we go. It's at MP3 Skype recorder.com is, is the free version. And so far I've haven't had a problem with it. And, um, I love the fact that it just, I have it set to just anytime I'm on Skype, record it so that you don't have that whole, oops, I forgot. I will tell you this. Uh, and I've done this. I've almost done it twice. I actually did it once. And that was, especially if you're recording friends, I recorded Jessica uh, Rhodes from, uh, she does the Rhodes to Success. She also does internet connection, internet connections, podcast connections, I think it is, dot com. Uh, where she helps you rock both sides of the mic. And uh, yeah, we got on and started talking and went through the whole interview thing. It was only like four or five questions and I got done and I was like, oh, holy crap. And she's like, what? I go, I got two things here set to record and neither one of them have been recording because we just got on and there was no kind of nervousness and hey, let's start this. And we just kind of know each other and we just started talking and I looked down, I was like, oh man, I, that's pretty sad when you have two things and you have not pressed record on any of them. No, oh, that's, that's so painful. That is like the worst feeling uh, in the world. When Dave, as we think about Skype, well, and sometimes I wonder why we try to force a square peg into a round hole with Skype. Like it's difficult. And is the audio quality, in your opinion, is the audio quality so much more superior on Skype than everything else, like including a hangout? which works easy. You can strip the audio out. I mean, it's just easy. Uh, what about Zencaster? What about TriCast? What about some of these new solutions that have come out that if you're going to do audio only, because everybody always tells me, oh, I use Skype because I'm not going to record the video and it's easy and everybody has it and some of those kinds of things. But then all I hear is this bitching and moaning and whining yeah. about how hard Skype is. And then, you know, the guys on the Twit Network smash and uh, Skype all the time. They use it 24-7, and they're always saying how bad it is and stuff. So it's just one of those questions I have for the community is, like, why do we keep trying to force it if it's so bad? And it is bad. It has its moments. Yeah. I why see, aren't we moving to Zencaster or TriCaster? I, you know, I saw that. That was one of the questions in the Facebook group this week is, what are your thoughts on Zencaster? And I'm like, I know they're out of beta. They were supposed to. I think it goes out of beta Monday. It's sometime this You're month. You're talking Zen, Zencaster? Yeah, with no E at the end. So Zen, yeah. C-A-S-T-E-R. dot com. Yeah. And so I know they're out of beta. I've used Cast about 20 times, and I did have this one weird thing where the one time I got an echo. Now, my thought is maybe if I were to go back and do it again, I might have had it open in two windows. Maybe. Because I had somebody else had a weird 
echo thing. And what I ended up doing was it was I interviewed uh, Corey Finneran from uh, IVNV and he started his own business and it had it separated. I was on one channel and Corey was on the other, but on Corey's channel, I was on his channel as well. So what I did was I just took Corey's channel and ran it through Alphonic and it made us both level and it was usable. And that's really, I think, your key point. They're all usable because I listen to Skype and it's like, it's not this pristine, oh my gosh, kind of quality. When I listen to a Google Hangout, I think by the time we run it through everything and it's in an earbud, everything kind of sounds more or less listenable. Yeah, some of it is a little more warm, some of it's a little more clear, but I, I don't really hear... Yeah, I just I can't see why we force the Skype issue. And, and it's like the number one question out there. Zoom is another one that folks could use that. I mean, if you're doing a 30 minute interview, Zoom is on the free version is perfect for that. And really pretty good quality in a recording and video if you want it. And so I'd like to see us move away. I mean, Microsoft's doing a lot of different stuff with Skype. And, and I think it's going to continue to be broken and have problems for a while. I mean, if there's one platform that's going to change just as, a, as an MVP for Microsoft, if there's one platform that's going to change a ton in the next two years, it's Skype. I mean, there Skype for Teams is coming, and there's a whole bunch of things they're doing around Skype. They're moving it off the point-to-point. It's going on Azure. I mean, they've been doing tons of things around the infrastructure and what they want to do with Skype. Skype for Business and Skype are merging together, and so all our, all these enterprise clients are going to start coming into the Skype infrastructure for those that are doing it on the web. So I, my advice would be if you can find a way out of Skype – there's no advantage to it from a video perspective. Nobody's recording the video that's out there. So there's no advantage there. If you can find a platform that you're comfortable with where the quality is the same or better than Skype, I would jump ship in a second. It's just, it's not a place I would be in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think most people use it because a lot of people have it. But that, that's true. That's know. true. But Mike, I, Mike Howard makes a point. He is, he's using some vid, you know, some vMix to record the video that's coming off of it. And that's great. Now he could do that on any piece of software. It's just, he's choosing to use Skype, but, and he's not really in the sense of using Skype the way other people are trying to record off of it. So it's a little bit different of a scenario, but I just, I can't, it's not working for you. There are plenty of other solutions to make that work. I think if you're doing strictly audio off of it, I would find another way. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking at a, because when you record in Zoom, they give you the video and the audio. Their audio is an M4A, I believe, yep. And the bit rate, it's weird. They they record at 32, not 44.1, so it's not quite as, you know, high there. And their bit rate is 53 kilobits per, not 54, not 52, 53. Um, so I'm guessing they probably chose that because they feel it delivers you know, yeah, the, quality. the quality they're looking for or whatever. Yeah. And so. Randy makes a point in chat that it, it he uses it all the time. Doesn't have any problems. Yeah. I get that. If it's eight, if it works and you're not having any problems, keep going with it. Oh. I'm just telling you, there's lots of changes coming in Skype and don't be surprised if, you know, you run into some problems in the future here as they're changing things over. This has been, a, I think the problem with a lot of the, the companies that have been trying to record off of it, is they're naked, making significant enough changes on the back end that it keeps breaking their stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, your mileage may vary. Everybody's situation is different. I'm just giving you a little clue. There's some changes yeah. coming. What I've done in the past is I'll, I'll connect via Zoom and I'll record on my portable recorder. So that way I'm getting the best sound live. And then I've got their backup as my backup. Um, can you still, Randy says, can you still use Google Facebook for private video calls? 
Hmm. I don't think Facebook is at all private. Google. There's a Google Hangout, right? You can still do a yeah. Google Hangout. Hangouts still work great, and you can do audio video off of both of them. You know, the infrastructure is still there. And yeah. They split it. We were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show. If you haven't used Hangouts in a while, Google shut down the Hangout, the direct link from Google Plus into the YouTube recording feature of Hangouts. So from from here on out, if you want to record a Hangout live or on air or YouTube live, whatever they're calling it these days, you need to go to YouTube and go through the interface and there's a, you know, there's a live recording YouTube live section where you fill out your information. Just make sure you're doing an event and there's a simple interface where it's got your title and a description and the tags. You're used to this. You've done this before. So that's pretty easy that way. On the, on the Google Plus side, you can still do a video conference and an audio conference or whatever you decide to do. Still works great. I've used those as well. They're, they're pretty easy to do. You can do start with video and just shut it off if you don't, people don't have a camera or whatever. But we get really good quality that way. So it's messy. Uh, Google's IM and messaging uh, strategy right now is a huge mess. Like it's, they don't, I don't know if they know that what they're doing. Yeah. And are so the, I think there's, you know, they're just going to continue to be confusion over there until they straighten it out. Yeah. Randy says, are those private? Do you know? I think you can have them set up to be private so that when you're done, well, Google Hangout isn't even recorded. Hangouts on air are recorded. Uh, re- correct. Yeah. The Hangouts, the regular Hangouts not recorded. If you're yeah. on air, you can set the YouTube video. You have three options on the video itself. You have private, which means it can't be seen unless that you have an email address that's validated on, in Google, has a, go- a Google ID for them to see it. So that's private. They have unlisted, which means it can't be found in a search. But if the you send someone the direct link, they can see it. And then you have public. And then so they can the share points. it too. That's the other thing. Then everybody, no, no, totally. You Listen, unlisted just means it's not listed. It doesn't mean it's unfindable. Right. So if someone, I mean, you should not be doing unlisted videos if you don't want that information shared because it's absolutely can be leaked out. Someone can send the link to it. That's another area, you know, that private piece is not very robust. Um, it, it's hard to manage. And if you're going to have more than maybe 10 people on the private side, it's probably not worth it. So it gets, but ugly. there are some options. There are some options. Yeah, I think, um, I think, go ahead. Well, let me just say this as we're bringing Rob in too. The other night when I, you and I, you were on my podcast, you were on Home Gadget Geeks and I had not hit broadcast. Some oh. of the things we said got recorded. That is alarming. Oh. I could I cannot tell you how alarming that is, Dave. Like, as I was, I had Randy Cantrell on my podcast this weekend, and he, he was saying something. He goes, "Are we being recorded?" And I have to say, I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. No conspiracy theory here. It's possible. Google is recording everything you say, whether you're clicking the broadcast button or not. So, uh, Dave, you were saying some things. Yeah, and you asked me is this being recorded? And I said, no, I don't. I'm, and I looked over and it was not on broadcast. And then I clicked broadcast. I've got, we've got proof of this, that, that audio that of you saying that was there on it. And, and, uh, I, that scares me. So yeah, a little warning, I think Google's recording everything. Now what makes it to the video is what, after you click broadcast, that's what makes it to the video. I think Google's recording everything. We yes. can hear you now. No. All right. Hey, I'll, I'll go with what I can get here. Right. Sounds All right. good. Sounds All right. Hey, I just moved over to a Mac, so maybe that has something to do with it. Go ahead. My yeah. question is, now that I, I've moved over to Mac and uh, I've been, my family has now has a subscription to Adobe, 
And so I have the um, Adobe Audition, which I used before working in radio. But I'd really, really love to get a good uh, radio program, a program for podcasting like I used in radio, like back in the day with Podcast Station, which is no longer a thing. And I miss it so much. But what I'm wondering is, is there a program out there similar to what Podcast Station used to be with the hot buttons and everything that I could use? Uh, pre-record buttons in there that I could hit for sounders and whatnot. Got it. So what he's asking for anybody who can't hear Rob, he's uh, switched to a Mac. He has Adobe Audition. But for those of us back the other day that remember Podcast Station, I liked Podcast Station. It was a cool thing. Um, wants to know if there's by audio box, which sends a lot of software for radio station. Yeah. And, um, they got out of it because podcasting wasn't that big at the time. And that would be a time to bring that bad boy back. Uh, but he's looking for something that has kind of play buttons that you can click and play a sound. It was also a multi-track, uh, kind of tool. If I remember it, I probably have a copy of it somewhere. Uh, and, um, I, to, to me, when I go Mac, it's garage band audacity and audition. I don't know of any other, tool that's even made for you know specific- so you were talking about hindenburg journalist uh a- I, i'm loving hindenburg journalist if you don't want to do a thousand different you know it's like i i especially the noise reduction tool because when i use the atr 2100 for whatever reason there's a, it's it's super clear but sometimes a little too clear i just throw in a little bit of noise reduction and it's it's and again i'm not quite the audiophile nerd that some people are and i listen to it and go you know what this is fine and it's I like it because it has yet, well, I take that back. It did crash on me last night, but that's hilarious. I had this major project going. I mean, files all over the place. I'm like, you know what? There's a lot going on here. I better save this bad boy. So I did. And literally the next keystroke was, and the whole thing blew up, um, which I also happens in audacity, which also happens in audition. Anytime I ever have anything like that. Um, yeah. Spreaker studio isn't a bad idea. Spreaker studio allows you to record, um and play stuff as well. That's a good point, uh, Daniel from uh, the Audacity they're, they're podcast. They're spending a lot of money on uh, on making that a great experience. I mean, Spreaker's kind of doubled down on their infrastructure. They have a new CMS that's available to their clients. Uh, if you want to jump in there, it's kind of you know Spreaker was the the CMS was a little weird. It was kind of kind of cobbled together over a couple years, and then they spent a year rewriting it. So it's it's really nice. If you haven't logged in and seen the new Spreaker CMS, you got to check it out. But their studio. Yeah, that's, that's a good option. Yeah. And uh, Randy Cantrell says Twisted Wave for Mac is probably not a bad choice. I've heard a lot about that. So, um, but yeah, Podcast Station was pretty cool. There were a couple other ones. A Cast Blaster was really cool. Um, there was one, oh, I forget the name of it. It was free. And it was the same thing. It was kind of like Boss Jock, where you had buttons and then it would record the whole thing. And, um, you know, that one was free. And as most great free programs go, um, well, like, I actually paid, I think, I mean, this was like yeah. you say, back in the day when you were helping me out back in 2006, yeah. um, you know, I, I think I paid like 50, 60 bucks for that thing. Yeah. And then, then the just... time I was also having to write my own RSS feeds at the end of every episode. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's, uh, I don't really, that's, 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 uh, a tough one. So there's some, some things to, uh, to look at, um, Colder wants to know, when will the tutorial for Hindenburg be in the School of Podcasting? I'm going to say by next weekend, because it's on one hand, it's super simple, but I want to make sure I hit all the stuff. And I would say this weekend, except tomorrow, I'm spending time with my sister and my sister. I love my sister to death. 
but she's always uh, the one day I went over to do something for her that took was should have taken 20 minutes and it took four hours. So it was like, it's always the way it is. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, otherwise I'd say this weekend, but I'm like, yeah. So. All right. Well, Hey, Rob, thanks a lot. And uh good to talk to you all again. It's been a while. Yeah, man. You bet Rob. Take care, man. Yeah, that was, uh, there were a bunch of them that came out when podcasting first came on and uh podcast station. They were, was they were all too early. Yeah, they were, they really were they too were early. A little too early. Yeah. Now's the time. I mean, it's just with it, with as popular as it is, now is the time to start pushing. I think Spreaker's perfectly positioned, by the way, in the space that they're in and the way they're thinking about podcasting. I think they're in a great spot. I can't, you know, I've been listening to Rob on on the Spreaker live show, and I I just think they're, they're setting themselves up to be in a really great place where they provide, no offense, but, you know, with, with Blueberry and Lipson being pretty much just media host providing. Yeah. Spreaker's filling this nice niche that is, hey, we'll not only host for you, but we'll give you the tools necessary on our platform to do it via the web and our and your phone and some of those things. They're doing a really nice job in that space. And I think for the niche podcaster who comes in and doesn't want to spend a lot and wants a simple all-in-one solution to get it done, I think Spreaker's positioning themselves nicely in that space. Yeah, because it's the one thing when people ask you know, audacity questions or audition questions or things like that. Uh, at Libsyn, we're like, that's, that's not our bag where we'll help you with hosting and stuff like that. But the actual producing where Spreaker could say, well, if you're using our studio, now we can support you. Yeah. It's yeah. a little old school, Dave, to be honest with you. I mean, I know you, you work for Libsyn. I'm not, not trying to be mean here no, or anything like by that. By all means. <laughs> but it's a little old, it's a little old school thinking like a media host just being a media host. Now we need it. Like we yeah. absolutely need it. And there are people, there are podcasters who figured this out and use that hosting. Whatever. But, but this idea, like it's going to capture all the geeks who can do a lot of that work themselves. I still get questions from people like, all right, I signed up for lips and now what do I do? And it's and right. There's a whole nother set of things they have to do. I think with a, with a service like a Spreaker, you sign up for Spreaker and you're kind of ready to go. You can, you can do multiple platforms, Daniel mentions that they've got a great solution where you can get multiple USB mics yep. in on, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's for these guys doing it in the studio and who don't want to set up a mixer. That's a great way to get it done. So it's it's interesting what they're doing. I think they're they're being very innovative in the space and a commitment to a new CMS, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I haven't um, seen the new CMS yet. I, I'll have to. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But, you know, nothing earth shattering, just... It brings it. It's more logical when you're thinking about where you think you should find things. Like I said, they kind of the old CMS is kind of bolted together with a bunch of different ideas that all came like, oh, hey, we should add the iTunes stuff. And so they added the iTunes stuff to it. It's its own section and it's kind of separated and it's not laid out very logically. You know, you're like, where now? Where is this stuff? Now you can do it. But the new CMS is very logically laid out. So it kind of makes sense when you go in there. This is where things are going to be. So they made a nice commitment to it. I like to see that investment. Well, I'm also noticing that, you know, Spreaker has an app for their, their network, I believe. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they I do. know, I know Podbean. They make uh, apps too. Yeah. Right? You could get an app made. Yep. And I know Libsyn has one called the source. Uh, Podbean has, you know, their directory in an app and, oh, and I'm starting to get why, because I started playing, even though they don't meet all my criteria, I kept hearing about Omni Studio. So I started playing with them and uh, made a podcast just for giggles. Um, and I started playing with Awesome, the guy that we heard about um, and was on, had a conversation with him. And they, both of them have something. And it's not really new because uh, Stitcher's been doing it for a while. And that is if you 
use their platform, you can see how far somebody has played. And mm-hmm. in the awe sound one, it was kind of interesting because you could see where people skipped because you'd see like this little bar for the first three minutes and then you'd see nothing. And then you'd see about the, the four minute mark. So you get this weird little thing. But the key to that is you have to use their player and people have to use their app and that whole nine yards. And I was like, mm, the bummer is, you know, 80% of people are getting your show via an RSS feed and that's not going to work. But well, was, for today, for today, that's the way yeah. it works. I think as podcasters, we better hedge our bets. And, you know, you never know in that kind of, are we going to look back and say, you know, 10 or 15 years from now, remember when we have to, when we had yeah. to download podcasts, yeah. you know, and if we can get in a spot where streaming them is more efficient and it's easier and users start doing it and we get better statistics, what shoot, why would I upload my, you know, why would I not do that? Yeah, it was, um, um the other thing was interesting about Omni Studio. On one hand, their stats are always up to date. But when you go in and say, show me analytics, you sit there and watch this thing go for like probably 10 seconds, which isn't that long. It seems like an eternity when you're watching it. And I'm so used to, to Spreaker and Blueberry and Libsyn. You go in and they're your stats and they get updated on a regular basis. They're not instant, but they're they're not really that old where these apparently are hot off the press, but man, it took forever for that thing to, uh, to wind up. So I've been playing with that. That's, that's kind of interesting. Um, Steven says, of course, 10 to 15 years from now, it could be, remember those things that we used to call them? Oh, what was it? Uh, yeah. No podcast. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That'll be, interesting. I, I think the word podcast is going to stay around for a while, yeah. but I, I get his point. It's, it'll be interesting to see where we're at. I just think, I think we're in the stone age of podcasting still in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. And right. We, we, have, we got to figure out monetization. We've got to figure out how we're going to do it. We got to figure out distribution. I, I think there will be a day when it's all streaming. Why these, these files are so small. Eventually, why wouldn't you just stream them? Why would you even download them? And so once that happens, Dave, if we get everybody streaming and we could get those stats, that's gold. That's where we want to be. That's the, you know, and I know there's this big argument and there's some folks that are saying, you know, it's still 85%. I don't know. Todd makes this, this, the statistic all the time. And he's like, it's still 85% download. And that's the way it's going to be. Well, okay. That's, that's great. That's the way it is today. That's awesome. I don't think it's going to continue to be that way. Downloading something is so archaic. Like, yeah, Can we it, move past that now? The the idea, there's some areas that don't have bandwidth, and I get it. Right. I totally get that. That's going to change. I'm going to say when we're all on Google Fiber, <laughs> that'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, I just, I just think eventually, you know, you're just you're not going to have to download it, so to speak. It'll be so fast. I mean, think about if we just look at Moore's Law and we look at the size of the file. I remember a day when I, you know, and I put out maybe a, you know, it's a mega minute. So 60 meg maybe on my audio file, 60, 65, 70 megs when I'm done. And I remember a day when I used to get complaints from friends in the UK because they're metered, uh, seriously mm-hmm. metered over there. And like, hey, can you can you crunch that down a little bit? You know, can you get it? And I think in the day I might have been it might have been too rich of a file and maybe it was over 100 meg or something like that. Well, by today's in most countries that have really good bandwidth, 100 meg downloads like that. I mean, it's down. Boom. You're done in about you're done in uh, maybe 15 or 20 seconds. And. and you know, there's just no advantage to it. And with your show, you're talking about tech. And so the person can say, well, what about the person that doesn't have the bandwidth? The person that doesn't have the bandwidth for your show 
probably doesn't have access to the tech you're talking about in the first place. Yeah, you know, it's no like, right it's like somebody right. in Nairobi can't, okay, fine, but they're not, you know, they're not going to get the new echo. And maybe, I don't know. I'm talking out of my butt here, but uh, yeah, well, it's an interesting thing. You know, we still don't have a, a unlimited data everywhere type deal. And so this is really a case by case basis. And there's going to be people like, you know, still when I'm on a plane, uh, boy, that streaming experience still is not very good. Yeah. I was on a, I was on a Southwest flight the other day and I just couldn't get, even though I paid for it, I couldn't get very good streaming and that, that, so we're still not there. And there are times when you're offline, but you want to download this stuff. Um, so I, I just think we're moving in a world where things need to move to streaming. That would fix a lot of our monetization issues. It would fix a lot of our stats issues. It would mm. fix a lot of who's listening, where issues. Yeah. So I think it's coming. It might take a decade. We'll see. Um, yeah. I did have an interesting question. Um, this is from Thomas Buck. I got this out of a Facebook group this morning, uh, looking for sound advice. I don't know if he was being funny with that. Uh, my wife and I had a podcast in pod faded. The site and episodes are still there at Tom and Chris camping.com. And the show is still in iTunes. We plan on bringing it back in January with a twist. Our son will co-host at least two shows a month. My wife will be on the other shows. Our kids are grown with uh, families. Here's the question. Should we start from scratch with a new domain or should I start with a new name? Now, the name is Tom and Chris Camping. And if it's still going to primarily be Tom and Chris Talking Camping, I would say stay there or whatever. Or what I would do is I would, if you wanted to change the name, I would change the name and change the image. We've talked about rebranding quite a bit. But um, I would not start from scratch. Anytime you can avoid starting from absolute scratch, why wouldn't you? Because one of the things that we've kind of figured out is it's not ratings and reviews in iTunes, although that may help with some social proof. It's the subscribers. And when you start from scratch, whatever subscribers you had, even if it was 10, it's 10 that you got to go back and get again. And that's uh, so I just saw that and was like, mm, I, I anytime I'd, I and I had an interesting thing uh, this week. I was working with somebody at Libsyn. And this is where I always say get things in writing because they had us import their feed over from, uh, they were using, um, I don't know, some sort of WordPress thing. And I, they said, okay, great. Your, your episodes are here. Your artwork's here. Everything's good. You just need now to go to your, your web host and say, put in a 301 redirect and, and point it at the Libsyn feed. And they went, oh, and I'm like, oh, and they're like, I can ask. And I'm like, well, your web host, they go, no, no, it's, it's not my web host. It's my co-host's web host. And I go, oh, and yeah, so they were not on good terms. They said, I'll ask. And then they finally came back and said, okay, so I can't log in. I can't update PowerPress. I can't, it's not my, what do I do? And I'm like, you, I said, here's your only option at this point. If you cannot get anybody over there to help, you know, I said, is to, I said, now who owns, I'm waiting for them to come back. But I said, whose iTunes account is it under? Because if it's not under your account, you're back from scratch. I said, you could go in and change the feed in iTunes. I said, the bad news is all of your old subscribers are not going to know you did this. I said, the good news is from this point forward, your subscribers will count. I said, but that's where you really want to, you know, don't, uh, if you're having a problem with your co-host, that could get ugly. So, well, that's where some of these, you know, these podcasts start where there's good relationships and your friends and you're never thinking like, ooh, this could really, this could end poorly. And I think it probably happens more than we know. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. And you get into this and say, like, oh, let's not do this anymore. And I think 
if you're setting up, if you're thinking about setting a podcast, no matter how good the friends are, you almost need a prenup that goes in there to say, okay, these are the information. And let's not even talk about money because that makes it even more complicated yeah, yeah. from that standpoint, right? But be very, very clear and make sure you have really laid out or very well laid out disaster recovery plan. Like <laughs> if this thing goes in the toilet, we've got a document that's got everything laid out, including username and passwords. And and this is like, I would, I would caution people, uh, Dave, this is why when we started this, you asked me this question, you know, how are we going to work this out? I'm like, it's a hundred percent you. Like <laughs> I want to be able to walk away from this thing and not own. And, and likewise, you benefit from, and I get some, I get, I get some great benefit from it. Don't, right. don't, don't get me wrong. I also put some hours in to it yeah. as well, but I think it's one of those things, lay those, you know, if you're, if one co-host is going to take care of the, the, the hosting, like I'll pay for the hosting. And then, you know, all of a sudden, right. It's their hosting at that point, right. like in this case, and you have no, so think through it. Like, I think you have to start with the end in mind and the end would be disaster. And so if you do that, if you have one, at least you've got a plan. If you don't, great. You never use the plan, but I think you got to think about that. That's one of those things. If it goes bad, what are we going to do? Yeah. It's awkward. It's always awkward. But the good news is once you work through the awkwardness, then you can go back to having fun and, and, uh, and doing your podcast. So I just was like, I saw that in the Facebook group and I'm like, mm, it's, you know, number one, any, again, anytime you can avoid starting over from scratch, uh, definitely do it. Um, you know, before we move on, let's get some happy music going. Um, we should say thank you to our, uh, lovely patrons. That would be uh, Stargate pioneer. I'm going to just, uh, we haven't had a show yet this month. So I just like to yeah, list everything. What do every- I need to do? To get on this list. What's what's the requirement? If I want my name read right now, because I'm a little pissed because I've contributed to you twice. Let's see here. This time is, you raise the level. No, no I didn't. I didn't change the levels at all. It says when you provide a twenty dollar month, you'll have access to all the rewards plus your name mentioned 20. in the podcast. Ten, twenty is the limit. Yeah, ten dollars right? a month. Okay. You have all the rewards as well as be, you'll be listed on our website. Uh, Five dollars a month. You gain access to the show that's not released to the public. And for one dollar, you have my eternal thanks. So, which is basically the same so thing nice. as that. So, so nice of you. Yeah. So, but I'm going to list everybody's name because it's the first episode of the month. Uh, Stargate Pioneer from uh, BetterPodcasting.com. Uh, Glenn the Geek from HorseRadioNetwork.com. Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Alan Meisner, uh, Barry Kessler from BarryKessler.com. And Alan, if you can, oh, OlderFitness.net. I believe is his uh, Josh Rivers from creative studio.academy Frank Brill and Dale Henninger. Those are the two that I always say, Frank and, and Dale, I need your websites. Um, this I think is a new one. Cauldron's crypt, uh, which, and I, I wish Patreon would give people a, a place to put like an address or something. Uh, Kale Nelson from ham radio 360, Adam Waddell, uh, Mike from ADHD think tank.com, Kim Slusher from uh, the Distracted Life podcast, Jeremy Dennis, uh, Rob Griffiths from bedtime.fm, Corey from uh, ivnv.com. Congratulations on the Cubs, Corey. Um, Emily from classicallittlepodcast.com, which is uh, now gone to the great podcast, uh, Scott, whatever, it's pod faded, but uh, I'm sure she'll be coming back with something. Uh, Gary and Margaret from Kiwi Mana, Jason Bryant from uh, matttalkonline.com. Uh, David Wilson, the Seahawkers podcast, Craig from Inglaise podcast. I have to say Craig and uh, and uh, Cody Saison. So, wow, that, that list is getting long. That's uh, that's very uh, humbling. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, thanks, thanks guys. For, for your support. You can't in Patreon. You can't ask for their address. Did you know that? I did not know there's that. A, there's, so you create. Well, you have to do it when you're creating campaign. 
But in the because if you're going to ship things to them, you want to know their address. Oh. So as you're creating the campaign, choose address. They can put it in. Once they put it in once, it stays there. Now, that's a physical address, but you could have them load their URL or whatever Something as like part that. of that physical address. They'll have to go back in and update it. But there is an address field in Patreon. And so then this this question came up. I was laughing because I always go through the, the groups looking for, for questions. And literally, this came up like 8 million times. Uh, this is from Ben Jackson. It doesn't mean it's a bad question, by the way. So I know this isn't a place about self-promotion. My question is, does anyone know of any good public forum to promote some of the podcasts I work on? We are really trying hard as we can. As we, are, we are really trying as hard as we can, but we aren't getting the viewership that we desire. Well, number one, none of us are getting the viewership that we desire. We always want more people. Um, but I was just, let me see if um, I can find another one here. Um, how do you all advertise in your show? I do a lot of Facebook ads. And since my show is focused on music, local music specifically, we got a lot of local shows and pass out flyers and talk to the people. There's a great example right there. And one of the things, um, here's another one from Yvette A. Henry. How do you market your podcast? We are, we are, the top five methods. Oh, what are the top five methods you use to draw in new ears? And Jasmine put in hashtags, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, um, social media, promote yourself from a radio platform. And that's where I think a lot of people think iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and Stitcher are strategies. And I'm not sure that's, it's, it's a, I don't know what you would call it. It's a vehicle, but it's not a strategy. To me, it's like, and I go back to the old line, I think it was Paul Culligan that said, you know, saying you're going to get famous because you're in iTunes is like saying you're going to get famous because you're in the phone book. And I was like, it's nice to be there so that when you find your audience, you can say, yes, you know, and I hate saying this to people. It's not nice. You have to be there. Yeah. And that's. But it's, that's a prerequisite, not, not a deliverable, right? I mean, you have to be there. The great things will happen when you do that. So we got to shoot for that. You got to be in those things but they're not the be all end all right. The, you've said this Dave over and over and over again, you got to go find your audience yeah. and you're going to find them at conferences. You're going to find them in, in um, you know, in user groups, you're going to find them in Reddit. You're going to find them in all these kinds of things. And by the way, you're gonna have to go out and do some work. I think this is where a lot of podcasters miss it is they think if I can just post a few things and make it simple, it's a lot of hard work. It's just like a small business. I said this a hundred times. It's a ton of work. You got to hustle. There's no easy answers. Yeah, that's that's it. And uh, th- so somebody in the Facebook group said, you know, where does your audience hang out? And the guy emailed back and said, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And they everybody's like, that's what you need to figure out. Yeah. And uh, right so on. it was just kind of like, yeah, that's it. And that's why I'm always I, I've been really checking into meetup.com. And unfortunately, there are a lot of meetups for like small businesses and things like that. And they're, they're doing them in the middle of the day. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But I kind of have this day job thing that occasionally gets in the way. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's harder for people. And we're local and some of those kinds of things make it more difficult, but you gotta, you gotta go on a hunt for those people. I, I found an interesting site or actually Mike Weger turned me on an interesting site here called uh, forgotten Omaha. And it is a, it's a, it's a Facebook group and it's whole sole purpose is to highlight the historical, things that have gone on in the city of Omaha, both with buildings and events and people and streets and those kinds of things. 
man, that thing could become a podcast. Like there's a built-in audience there. No one's, we currently, we don't have like an Omaha, uh, Omaha history podcast that's going on. You, you would not believe how much material there is uh, in this, this, in this kind of area. And it's interesting to me, that would be a great audience to go to and just get something going like that. But you got to find that kind of stuff. You got to, Get in there. I think I could probably get 200 or 300 people to listen to my podcast in about two weeks if we just did an Omaha Forgotten podcast. Yeah. It'd be super simple. This uh, this week on the podcast review show, we're having an episode coming back. We interviewed this guy named Lee, and he does This Is Rammy. And it's just fun to say because he does a podcast. He's in the UK, and he's he's doing a podcast about Ramsbottom. And I'm like, seriously, can that sound any more British? Ramsbottom? I'm like, okay. Um, but it's this town of like 19,000 people. And – we we asked him, we said, well, when you go to these businesses and interview them, are you giving them a sticker to put somewhere as heard on? And, and he was like, yeah, I price stickers. And, 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 and I was like, oh, oh man, geez. dude, you got to do It's like, leave your thumbprint every, you know. And so we, then we're talking like, you know, he could, uh, you know, once you put the work in, you know, you might actually eventually get paid to host your podcast at the local tavern or something like that, you know, um, we're throwing all sorts of ideas, but I was, I was, I felt bad when, um, when he said, yeah, I looked at stickers and was like, mm, and I was like, oh man, that would be just, it, you should have it right there in the window is featured on then your website address. Cause it's That's this, great idea. this is rami.co.uk and, you know, and he's a super nice guy. And he, it was like when I was again, back in the day of newspapers, we had the Cleveland paper. Actually, there were two Cleveland papers. Now there's one. There was one Akron paper, and then I lived in a suburb of Akron called Ellet. And there was actually a little Ellet paper, and uh, I was featured in it for the, the the when I was a junior in high school. They had a picture of me rocking out on stage at the talent show, and um, it reminded me a lot of that. The super uber niche news, and he was talking about this uh, restaurant that had a fire, you know, and. I was like, oh, this, I, I told him, I said, I have AkronPodcast.com. Someday I will do a local podcast. I think it would be great. Uh, but um, you got to, you got to do the work. And he, he was, um, he had a really interesting story because the guy was talking about the fire and how it happened and this and that. But I was like, oh, you know, so. Well, those, and those kinds of podcasts can be great cross promotional opportunities when you have two. So like you're doing, you have your main podcast, you're having trouble finding people for it. Start another one where, or if maybe a lot of podcasters have more than one going on, make sure you're cross-promoting one and the other. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many folks I've pulled from my work podcast to my tech podcast and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. You gives you the opportunity to get in two niches and cross-promote. Cross and then there's there are people that live in both or will do it in both. And I think the longer you're out there, the longer it works. I have a quick because of my podcast story. Can, oh, I, can, awesome. can I give you an update on that? Oh, absolutely. So, we talked a couple of weeks ago, right? I do this high school internship program. Uh, I talked about it here. I think it was here at the end of one of the shows. I talked about what we do in diversity and that. So Quazy uh, out there, he's in our chat room today, I think, said, hey, I'll interview you. And uh, or, or could you would you come on and talk about your program on my podcast? And and so last week or two weeks ago, he recorded and we produced it. It's out there. It's good, really great stuff, Quazy. So thanks for doing that as well. So I posted that. And, and I also mentioned that the Chamber, the Omaha Chamber, because of this work that I'm doing, the Omaha Chamber came in and made a video. Nice. Little three-minute video. It's well-produced. It's pretty awesome. If you go to Gallup, get hip. So G-E-T-H-I-P, gallopgethip.com slash info. That's our kind of our landing page for our high school internship program. And so you'll see the video. And then I, this week, I put the link of the audio 
from Quasi's interview. I didn't even put a player. I just put a link to the audio. So that was, oh, I don't know. I think last week I did that. So this week, Monday, Tuesday, I got an email from somebody at the, the uh, Nebraska Department of Labor who said, hey, I heard your podcast where you were interviewed by, Pod, I think he calls it Podwabbit over there, Quasi does. And um, I heard your interview. Would you be available for a conversation about what you're doing? Because we, we want, we've got some questions. And I thought, hey, I got the attention of the department, you know, the Nebraska Department of Labor. Nice. That's not bad, right? Not because of my video, but because of the audio. She said in the, she said in the, uh, in the, I listened to your audio podcast from, right? She could have said, I, I saw the video from the chamber. It was awesome. But she specifically pointed out, she sat down and listened to the audio. So does audio make a difference? Can it? Absolutely can make a difference. And so because of my podcast, I have this meeting now with the Department of Labor here in the state of Nebraska to discuss this. Now, I don't podcast about this, but you see the connection, right? right. I got interviewed somewhere. It did something. That's pretty cool. So it can do some amazing things when you just work it. Did I tell you about the thing that's happening because of my meetup group, which I just realized I have to change. The meetup group is meeting online this month, and I said I was going to change that, and I didn't. You're working that meetup group, by the way. Nice work. Uh, but here's the cool thing. We, we rarely have more than five people. But one of them was a guy that works for the local – he used to work for the local Fox channel, and apparently now he works for the local NBC channel. And this Friday – I'm going to be on Golden Opportunities uh, in a suit uh, explaining to people over 55 what the heck podcasting is in four minutes. That's going to be the fun part. Um, but so, yeah, uh, so Matt somehow was in a hallway and heard somebody talking. And he's like, oh, I got the guy for you. And so it was interesting because I, I, you know, the showrunner calls me and she asked me a bunch of questions. She's like, great. She goes, we have four minutes to go through that. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, I'm going to give you a script. You don't have to memorize it, but kind of the main points that I think we right. can hit for her audience. But yeah, you never know who's listening. And um, you got to keep working it, right? Yeah. I mean, you just got to be out there and consistent and working in those areas. Um, you know, I go to events all the time uh, here in the city of Omaha and meet with people. And I'm always surprised at who knows me and who I know and how we connect. And, you know, we're we. Yeah, you just you got to keep connecting the dots. And I think this goes all the way back to that conversation is of, you know, where is my audience? You got to start working it to find them sometimes. Well, the, the fun thing I loved about DC PodFest was I was uh, they had these guys that were doing recording in the like the, the entrance way there. If you wanted to do an interview, you could. And I, I walked up and I needed to reserve a little time. And he's like, okay, what's your name? And I'm like, Dave Jackson. He's like, okay. And then what's your email address? And I'm like, Dave, it's school of podcasting.com. He goes, school of podcasting. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, you're that guy. And I'm like, yeah. And that's, he's like, wow, man, I love you. So that was really cool. Then I went to dinner and I sat down next to this guy and he goes, so do you have a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, actually I do. And he goes, oh, what's it called? And I go, school of podcasting. Oh, cool. Had no clue. You know, not that I'm a big shot smarty pants, but that's what I love. The fact that I got to meet brand new people. And so I was able to, I started to make that connection. Unfortunately, he was sitting on the corner of the table and the waitress made him move. But I was like, oh, I so wanted to talk to that guy. It was great fun. Isn't that funny when you, you know, you think, especially you're in a, in a setting like that and you think, yeah, everybody knows what I do. And you know what? Maybe not. Yeah. You know, really, really important. I was at a, an event. It just kills me. I was at an event the other day and I was talking to these gals and it was that there was the audience and I didn't have anything on me to give them. Uh, like I didn't have a card. I was like, I was out of material. I haven't reloaded it. 
And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to send me an email. And I just know when you just verbally say it, the odds of them actually interdoing inter, inter it, inter, what am I saying? Interfacing with you, it just goes, just plummets, right? And so I keep, I always keep three or four cards in my wallet just for that reason. And I'd run out. But man, you gotta have some. You gotta have something you can give to somebody when that when that moment arrives. Here's my yeah. wallet. Here's my car. Right. <laughs> you yeah. like, always have it, one loaded. No. in there, no, which is always sad. Because by I have the a time, whole box of them right here, Dave. Yeah. I have a whole box of them right here. You know, it's like get some of these silly things in my wallet. Yeah, put them in your wallet. Put them in your car. Uh, give them to your family. My sister in law used to refer a lot of web design business to me when I was doing that. Um. So, but that's one of those things again, that you got to, uh, got to work it and got to be, cause there's nothing worse than like, Oh, I wish I had a card that, that will. And then, uh, I used to do stupid stuff. Like I was at, uh, when I was driving home from DC, I stopped to get gas and they had the thing there where you could some little thing where like a credit card or whatever, but it was a little plastic thing. And I was like, Oh cool. That's perfect. Right. For a business card. And there we go. So we just left that there. So the next person that gases up can read about the school. <laughs> Yeah. And if you're down to one card or whatever, you're going to run out, just keep one. And yeah. then as people, this is something we don't think about all the time. As people like, Hey, do you have a card? I'm like, no, but I've got one you can take a picture of. And because a lot of phones have got, you know, this is great. Just have them take a picture of your card. They don't need the card anymore. Just have them take a picture of it or say, here's my email address. Let's just, let's put it in your phone right now. So that, so that, you know, it. I, that's worked for me too. I'm like, let's just do it right now. It's Jim underscore Collison at gallup.com or whatever. And that works too. We have some uh, discussion here about uh, cards. Uh, Joe loves uh, Moo.com. Um, I forget the one I've used. I used to use, what's the one that everybody uses? The uh, Vista. 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 I like Vista. I used another company and yeah, they're a little more expensive. The cool thing, overnight prints, I've used them. The coolest thing though about Evernote that I did, because I always have, you know, the you know, the, the style of, of the pile of credit, of credit cards, of business cards. When I get home from an event, scan them into Evernote and tell them it's a business card and bam, it, it, um, it does the whole character recognition so I can search for that person. It's really, and then I don't have a pile. I mean, I literally have a pile next to my microwave from, uh, Podfest from last year. I have a pile here sitting here and I just need to scan them all and, and get them off my, uh, you know, clean up my desk a little bit. So super Joe Pardo, and company, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm really. Oh no, I'm really good. Good. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Um, you know, I I, I was just happened to pop in. I realized how late it was. And I'm like, oh no, I wonder if they're still on. I, I thought you guys started like ten or ten thirty. Ten thirty, yeah. Ten thirty, and um, you were telling the stories about because of my podcast. Yeah. And uh, I just thought you'd like to hear because of my podcast, Beautiful. I got a job. Let's hear it, man. Yeah, 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 let's hear it. Right. So, um, I don't know if you if you happen to see Dave or, or Jim on Facebook, but uh, but yeah, so a nonprofit that um I got in contact with because of my podcast in the first place, being uh being invited to like a networking event with like, hey, we would love for you to come and like do do some live streaming and uh record, you know, do some interviews with some of the entrepreneurs that are here, uh, and and all that. So. I did that and I met this not this uh, CEO of a nonprofit in Camden, New Jersey, which is r- routinely one of the most dangerous uh, cities in America. And um, what they do is they help train kids that are um, trafficked, abused or homeless, like teenagers mm-hmm. uh, to with computer skills. Mm-hmm. So a priest back in like 2000 was like, well, what do kids like? There's all these kids sitting around. They're not doing anything. We should do something. 
Um, and what, what ended up happening was just like, let's, let's teach them computers. Kids love computers, taught them how to use computers, um, how to like HT, do HTML, JavaScript and like make websites. So then they took these skills and built companies around those skills. So then they, they went from being students that they were paying to learn these skills to interns that they were paying for these companies that they built around the nonprofit. And um, it's like 15 years later, now they have like cities all over the country are like, hey, we want to re- replicate this this framework in our city to help kids get out of really bad situations. So, um, you know, because of my podcast, I, you know, being involved, doing talks at the um, at the actual like HopeWorks building and then at their events, doing talks as well, on both on podcasting and on on my how to dream, you know, hashtag how to dream stuff through my uh, podcast they uh when they had an opening for web director they're like they they won they wanted me because of the business background because of the technology background because of the kid you know working with with kids and and inspiration and stuff like that so they're like this this guy joe we we really want him and nice. uh yeah nice. so because of my podcast i start monday beautiful <laughs> that's a great story joe Thank you. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. It's a really awesome opportunity. Um, somebody's kind of waking up. Oh, no, up. <laughs> now you have an aspiring podcaster there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Joe, what I love about your story is that, especially you know, sometimes we think it's got to be about this hardcore business stuff or making money, and that's important, right? And and what we're doing in nonprofit sector and some of those other things, we got to make money to be able to make this thing work, but. I really think we have a lot of opportunity to do the right thing and deploy our superpowers for awesomeness. Right. And that's kind of what you've done. You've, I mean, this is a big deal. Like these, if, if, if you're not taking care of these people, no one is. And so it's a great opportunity. And I love the tech angle, like 1.6 million it jobs are going to be available in 2020 and our current college and university systems will only prepare 30% of that 1.6 million to be available. Right. That, so what's the 70%? It's a lot of freaking people. And so what you're doing, right, is providing the workforce of the future in this area of, of technology, of software development, and some of the, 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 the new jobs they're doing. So that's awesome, Joe. Good work. Uh, that's, I mean, this, it's awesome on a lot of levels. That's really well, thank cool. you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. going to be growing the business there. I was like, well, how, how quick are you looking to grow? He's like, well, before I got to, you know, we're sitting at dinner and he's like, well, I just got back from an hour and a half meeting with the real estate agent to, to secure some new, cause they're in like a really old building. That's tiny. I went in, they have, um, they do GSI stuff. So they like make maps for like, uh, uh, what's, um, utilities, right? Like electric lines and sewer lines and stuff like that for cities. And he's like, I, I went in there and I was like, there's seven people in this tiny room. The computers are like stacked on top of each other. The monitors are on top of the computers and they're like, like sandwiched in like this. I'm like, this, I was like, you got to get something new. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I just got back from a meeting. We're, we're, we're going to start securing more, more real estate. And uh, so we can start to increase it. Nice, nice. Well, nothing like a baby to stop you from podcasting, right? That's it. <laughs> That's what the mute, hardcore mute button's for. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Love it. Hey, Joe, congratulations on that, man. Good Thank work. Thank you very much. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And it was great seeing you, Dave, on uh, yeah. last weekend. It was uh, cool. Pod, DC Podcast. Yeah, it was an added bonus. So thanks, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Talk, talk to you guys later. All right. All right take you. care, Joe. Good luck. Keep us posted. So that's a cool story. Yeah, it's a man. It's a great story. That's we need like <laughs> in an era of what we just went through this week, like <sighs> with the elections in the United States. We're not going to be po- political here, but <laughs> regardless of where you land, right? It was tense for everybody. 
in an era where we went through a week like we did this week, we need a lot more great stories like that. And and I I did a podcast with a local nonprofit. Not it's not true, but it she she works. She has a lot of things here in the Omaha area around helping people, you know, redeploying talent around, you know, teaching people software development skills. So Shauna Dorsey was on my podcast, and we talked about turning your superpowers into things that are good and. Guys, in the podcasting community, we have an incredible opportunity to reach a large-scale audience in a very effective, cost-effective manner. The things that we do, man, they better be for good. Like, we've got such power in making people's lives better. If we're not using it for that, we should be. Let me just put it that way. You should, you absolutely should be. So figure out a way to turn your superpowers into doing stuff for good. We need a lot more of it, not just here in the United States, but around the world. And so I think you got a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we'll start uh, putting a uh, a bow on this. It's eleven uh, thirty already. But uh, how many days till Christmas, Dave? How many shopping days? Till I was Christmas? in Walmart earlier in the week, and it said forty eight, and I was just like, ugh. And I was Close, like, man. literally, I I saw the commercials for Black Friday, and I'm like, man, Black Friday that's next weekend. And I was like, wasn't Halloween like yesterday? I was like, holy cow. And summer like yesterday? Yeah, it was crazy. Was it last Christmas like yesterday? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was like, all right, got to figure out what I do with the tree and all that stuff. And uh, that's that time of year again. But maybe I'll get a new TV. That's, the, that's There are a lot of cool deals. And what's on your Christmas list in uh, 46 seconds or less? Oh, my Christmas list for, for stuff that that's a good question. I get so many great things during the year. <laughs> it's It's really, really super hard. We've been crunching down on debt. And so I think a great Christmas present for me would be just less debt than I this year than yeah. I had last. Awesome. Well, you can find Jim at theaverageguy.tv. You can find me at theschoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up and save a bunch. And uh, we're here every Saturday, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And for those of you watching live, we'll do a little post show. 